Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Tuesday, June 21st, 2022. And it is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Happy summer, Bryce. This is the day that you look forward to all year long. This is the longest day of the year. Billy, this is my favorite day. Longest day of the year. But unfortunately, you know what that means? Every other day after this is shorter? Yeah, it is, man. It's it's bittersweet, dude. Anybody who listens to this podcast know I knows I absolutely love summer. I love summer. I love spring, and the fall is great here in the South as well. It's it's great. I like warm weather. Um, I hate cold weather, but the fact that it's getting shorter, I suppose, does mean we're getting closer to football season, which is a nice reprieve. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I love summer. Bring bring on summer. Yesterday we uh. We stayed at the pool for like six and a half hours, um, just laying out and baking in the heat. So I, I love summer. Today's the longest day of summer, uh, and hopefully I'll be uh, going to the pool after work today. Nice. Today is also National Cookie Dough Day. Okay. Okay. I am down with that. That's actually like one of my favorite types of ice cream, as well as just eating just oh, raw cookie, cookie dough, dough ice cream. Nice shout. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like that one. I used to like cookie dough as a little kid, but now that I've grown up, I just—I I don't know. Sw- I just don't like—I don't know what sweets. it is about sweets. But I used—I used to like—I used to like cookie dough when I was a little kid. I—I I did enjoy, um, you know, it always had the warning on the outside of the package, it was like "Do not ingest. This has raw eggs or raw stuff in it." And me and my mom just eat, used to eat rolls of it. So I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. You know, I'll be fine. I've eaten worse. I've eaten dirt. I grew up in the South." That's right. Raw eggs won't hurt. Raw eggs won't hurt me. <laughs> Good news, Bryce. Yes. Sunday we had a big win against the Cubs, right? Did indeed. Yeah. Yesterday, big walk off win against the Giants. Yeah, against, uh, against yeah, you know by by some replacement guy. I don't know some like you know second string dude or you know, I, you know it's pretty good pretty good backup for uh, for Ozzy Albies there with Mr. Orlando Arcia. Yeah. Dude just came in and made an immediate impact. <laughs> so this game was phenomenal all throughout the throughout the night. Um, Max Freed was dirty, seven innings, seven plus innings, one one earned eight Ks. He gave he came out in the eighth. He only had ninety four pitches, I think, after seven. Came out in the eighth, gave up a bunt single, and then a walk and a bloop single, and to load the bases, and then they pull them. I'm like, no, that was. I, just I hate mistake. when that happens. They get those I, cheap, those cheap hits. <laughs> yeah. And then gave up a run. Uh, Will Smith did a phenomenal job, only allowing one run though in that inning. Um, after coming in with the 
bases loaded, no outs, and only allowing one run. So, shout out to Will Smith. Um, and then the ninth inning, uh, Kenley Jansen came out and was just dirty. He gave up. Flat out a, amazing. Struck out the side. He did, but the, he gave up a shot to Jock. Man, Jock almost. Yeah. Hit. That ball was almost gone. <laughs> that ball, I I was looking for the exit velo for that ball. You know that Braves in play on Twitter, they have that. I was trying to find if they had a Giants in play because I wanted to see what the exit velo was for that shot from Jock. And then the ninth, uh, Matt Olson walked. So Snit was like, I got this. You know, swapped him with Gosselin. Put in Ryan's to, brother. He got to second. And then Orlando Arcia comes through with a big knock. Two out, knock. Two out. Runners in scoring position. Knock. I know that you harp on him. So I that's, do. That's hey, huge. Yep. That was, you know that was the only hit we had all night with runners in scoring position? That's true. Yep. <laughs> we were we were 0 for 6 up until that point at the night. At night. <laughs> we went 1 for 7. And uh, the only hit, man. Yeah, the only other RBI, Darno, little D man with another shot in the second inning. He continues nice solo. to impress. I wonder how. Uh, I'll have to look this up for tomorrow's podcast. I wonder how his numbers stack against the other in-out catchers because I have a feeling he is up there with some of the best hitting in-out catchers right now. I think it'd probably be a lot lower than you think. I think when really? I looked, yeah, when I looked at his average, I wanted to say it was like 250s, 260s, somewhere around there. So it's just lower than you think. I mean, I'll, have to, I'll have to check and see home runs and RBIs and stuff. Because I, I feel like I feel like he's he's one of the better hitting catchers in the NL this season so far. Uh, Max Freed had a pickoff in the second inning that got Luis Gonzalez. Uh, was his 17th since the start of the 2019 season the most in the majors over the span Freed is tied for third in the majors for quality starts this season and is second in war for qualifying pitchers I mean continue to just be dominant he is our ace there is no think doubt that's about pretty it good. it's pretty good uh, right it's pretty pretty yeah. good pretty good right yeah. there you think yeah. <laughs> pretty good <laughs> so I mean the Braves continue to play well Mets won last night, so Braves continue to be five and a half games back. The Mets are playing the fish, and we get stuck with the Giants. So yeah, yeah. it is what it is. It, it all, it all. When you play three thousand two hundred fifty-five games in one season, it all even out. You all play everybody at least once. All right, let's get to the uh, Pac-12 South. What what teams are really going to stand out for you in the South? Yeah, so last year Utah, the Utes won the South uh, after after finishing first in the South. Utah has both of their starting running backs and uh, their starting quarterback returning to a squad this season that is going to have one of the more potent offenses in the South. A uh, big question for the Utes is who will replace Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell at linebacker. That linebacking core for Utah last year was very deep, very experienced, and very good. Their two leaders are gone. They are on to the NFL. Uh, the Utes' offensive line is also suffering from the same thing. Seniors Nick Ford and Bam Olusini departed for the NFL, so they're looking to replace those two guys as well. Uh, the Utes are kind of getting thrown into the fire uh, as soon as the season starts. This seems to be a trend, Billy, for a lot of the top teams. I mean, they open with Florida, 
Uh, they have USC midway through the year, October 15th. Still up in the air about what that uh, USC team is going to be. And then they have Oregon, the next to last game, on November 19th. Uh, so it's not like the Utes won't have opportunities to get big wins. Uh, they just they just need it. they got to start out with a win against Florida in that opening weekend, Billy. And, and I love the trend that we're seeing in college football now uh, where opening weekends are big games. I mean, you got Alabama, Texas. you got Georgia, Oregon. you got Ohio State, Notre Dame. you got Utah and Florida. I mean, it's I love this. I love this trend that we're starting where you open with somebody big, and if you want to schedule two cupcakes after that, that's fine as well. But the opening weekend for college football this, this year looks absolutely the best I've seen in a long, long time. And Utah and Florida will be on that slate of a, of a must-watch game, in my opinion, that first week. Yeah, I think so too. And and the, the Gators facing the Utes, oh, that's going to be just must-watch for sure. And and we got first-hand experience last year to see the Utes' offense, and it is it, it is as yeah. potent an offense as, as we saw all last year. I mean, I think they put up at least 95 points on Ohio State's defense in the first quarter of that Rose Bowl game, or the first that seems, half. That seems uh, <laughs> a little high, but it's probably accurate. It's probably pretty close. Uh, last year, ASU, Arizona State, they come off a relatively successful 2021 campaign, finishing 8-5, and five, but the amount of coaches, players, and recruits that departed from that program this summer, man, it has thrown a massive, massive black cloud over the team. Uh, offensive coordinator Zach Hill and quarterback Jaden Daniels left the program. An offensive overhaul is bound to happen. Edwards will have a few quarterbacks to choose from, including Alabama transfers Paul Ty- or Alabama transfer Paul Tyson. But I'm not sure if they can get over the stigma that the ASU program has had the past couple of years with all the allegations, the indictments, and all the NCAA investigations that they've had to go through. I mean, the amount of coaches and players that they've had transfer out of that program is absolutely absurd, Billy. I mean, it's nuts. It's like It was like every day there for a month, somebody else was transferring out. Another coach was leaving. Another recruit was flipping to another school. Uh, it, I, there's no way ASU repeats that 8-5 and five record this year, I don't believe. It'd be difficult, um, especially, you know, with college football is very, very particular to where you need stability. And if there's no stability, your record's going to show. I mean, no stability, out. no chance. Yep. Yeah. Uh, UCLA, after dis- after two disappointing seasons under Chip Kelly, the ship sort of got righted last year. Uh, the Bruins racked up eight wins, which was the most they had since 2015. UCLA could creep toward double-digit wins this year, I think, if quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson can stay healthy. He is really the little engine that makes that offense go. He's probably the Pac-12's best returning starting quarterback. Uh, that could be argued with uh, Utah's returning quarterback, but I really like DTR. I think he has a lot of ability. And he's an exciting player to watch. If you ever get a chance this year to watch UCLA games late at night, flip on because DTR, when healthy, is one of the most electric guys in the NFL. Uh, UCLA needs to replace top pass catchers, though, Kyle Phillip and Greg Dolchich from last year's, uh, from last season's team. They were their they were their two bright spots on offense for that wide receiver core for DTR to throw to when he was healthy. Uh, so Chip Kelly is going to have to find a replacement for those two guys. UCLA is going to be an interesting team to watch this year. Uh, I think they have a very, very high ceiling, but I think they also have a very, very low floor. Uh, I could see them inching up and getting 10, 11 wins, but I could also see them only winning four or five games. So it, it'll be interesting to see 
uh, what the maturation process for Chip Kelly is out there in UCLA in, in year three. I'm I'm kind of curious about that too because as much as a lot of people hate hate on Chip Tell- Kelly, I'm high on him. As he's not a bad coach. College, as far yeah, as a college he's... coach, yes, exactly, as, exactly. When, when an NFL coach, he was a disaster. But I mean, hundred percent as a college as a college coach, I trust him. And the fact that he's starting to get in these stud recruits right now in Southern California, that's having to to face off against SC too. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna. Well, you're gonna. Well, ha- having said that, Billy, he better he better enjoy those stud recruits at UCLA that he has now, uh, <laughs> because I I think that is about this end. Uh, I believe there is one team now on the West Coast, and that team is USC. Billy, the big question is: Is USC back on the map? I don't I don't know if they are yet, but I certainly believe they will. Uh, I I hope they do. It's good for college football. Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams look to bring USC back to the forefront of college prominence. What a hire from USC. I think they hit the nail on the head here. They get a quarterback. Uh, They get a – they get – Lincoln Riley just has – where is he from? Do you know if he's from the West Coast? Because he has a West Coast feel to me. I have no idea, to be honest. He just – he feels like a USC coach. He feels like a West Coast coach. Uh, Riley's air raid offense is predicated on a steady run game, uh, which will be easier with the transfer of Oregon's fifth overall rushing career yards leader, Travis Dye, and Stanford's Austin Jones. Jeez. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty good when you're getting the fifth overall rushing leader from Oregon, who is not a shabby university, coming down to USC. Stanford's Austin Jones. I mean, we've seen the recruits that South, uh, South Carolina, South California, there we go, has produced uh, wider talent-wise, wide, wide receivers, Stroke. quarterbacks. I mean, I mean they, yeah, a little bit. Uh, South California produces some of the best. I mean, wide receivers and quarterback around, you know. And if uh, if Lincoln if Lincoln Riley can shut down that state, uh, USC is gonna be back. Uh, Alex Grinch has been handed the keys to the defense for USC, which will be a big ask as it is a defense that gave up almost 32 points per game uh, last season. Alex Grinch is someone we uh, we know. We've, we've been yeah. around him and we've seen his his product. Can he can he improve that 32 points per game defense last year? I think so. Honestly, um, he did a, he did us. a hell of a he did a hell of a job in Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma had, its defense did turn around, so. I, I want to see it. I, I think I think USC is going to be closer to the top of the South. I think they're going to battle Utah for for prominence for the win in the Pac-12 South. Colorado, uh, they're kind of a perpetual bottom dweller in the Pac-12 South. They go into the season with no defined starting quarterback, uh, no defined top three wide receivers, and they have no stable of running backs. Uh, the running back position is also up in there. Literally every position on the offense is open, but about two line spots. Luckily on defense for the Buffaloes, it gets worse. Uh, their top three leading tacklers from last season, Mark Perry, Christian Gonzalez, and Makai Blackman, have all transferred out. They, It's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season for Colorado fans. Uh, I'm sorry if you are a Colorado fan. Arizona, unfortunately, is going to be along the same lines. Uh, like a lot of football teams, Arizona is going into this season with a bit of a quarterback battle on their hands. Jordan McLeod and Will Plummer will compete for the starting position this fall. Former five-star recruit Tutorio McMillan looks to be the main wideout uh, weapon for whoever gets the starting position at quarterback. Luckily for Arizona last year, they went 1-11, so there's nowhere to go but up, right? Right. 
Right. Right. Nowhere right? to go but up. I mean, they're definitely not going to go zero and twelve. Right. <laughs> so that is your pack 12 south wrap up alright so Bryce we've got the NBA draft is coming up in two days it's on Thursday night sweet I'm excited are you really are you really excited like on a level like with the NFL draft being 10 how NFL draft is a 10 every year uh, seven. I I'll give it a seven. Are you really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see where some of these Buckeyes go. We have two Buckeyes that are going to go in the first round. Uh, and I'm also excited to see what the Hawks do. The Hawks right now are 16th, and there's been trade rumors swirling around them with just about literally everybody on the Hawks squad right now. Uh, essentially, from what we've heard, everybody outside of Trey Okongwu and DeAndre Hunter is available for trade, and draft night is when a lot of these trades happen so yeah i'm at a seven right now for for excitability uh for the dra- for the draft this year all right so give me some names to look out for that the hawks to possibly draft all right so i'm going to give you four names here that the hawks could possibly draft that i've seen going to the hawks in, in certain mock drafts all right the first one is going to be osamye Jiang. he played for the new zealand breakers last year in the new zealand basketball league uh, averaged 8.9 points per game and 3.1 rebounds per game. He is from France. He's 6'10", 185 pounds. Got to get some meat on this guy. He's a forward. I don't know if he is eligible for a Euro stash. He might be. Um, but that is one of the names that have been floating around. I would assume that might happen if they trade John Collins or something like that. Another name, Billy, that I am super excited about, uh, that both of us would be ecstatic about if this happened, Malachi Branham, shooting guard out of Ohio State, 6'5", 195. He's a 19-year-old. He was a true freshman, uh, was one of the driving forces for that Buckeye team that was really good this year. Billy, if Malachi Branham falls to 16, I am going to be jumping out of my skin if the Hawks can pick him up. That would be a good two for for us, honestly. Um, yeah. I mean, he would he would need to develop a lot. Um, I mean, don't and get I don't, me wrong. I don't he's, know. He's a first-round talent, but he's not like one of those people that immediately takes a starting position. He would need to develop a lot. And he might be one of those guys that has to go and play in the G League a year or two. Um, I think he has That's a ton, I mean. a ton of raw talent. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't – yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think he has an immense amount of talent. He's a first-round guy. Uh, is he going to be a day one starter? No. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to be on the roster this year. He might be a G League guy this year, uh, maybe next year. But, I, yeah, I think I think Malachi Branham has a very bright future in the NFL. Another one that a lot of people probably aren't going to – this is not a name that's going to jump off the page. Terry Eason, he's a 6'8 forward from LSU. Um, he, was, he also played some point guard for LSU. Fantastic defensive guard. I would really like to see if Malachi Branham and Jang are off the board here. I would love to see them go Terry Eason. Uh, the Hawks have to get better on defense. I think that's kind of a known issue, and Terry Eason could certainly help that. He's a long forward, played great defense for LSU this year. He's a bit more of a, an older guy. He's 21, which is going to be older than most guys you bring in. So I love that pick. I love Terry Eason at 16 if he's there. Uh, and the other one that I've seen, another shooting guard that come that could come in and immediately be a starter. I think he could be a he could fill in day one if need be. Dyson Daniels, he's a shooting guard 
from League Ignite. Uh, he didn't play college ball last year. He wasn't a professional league. He's 6'8", 195 pounds. He averaged uh, 11 points per game in that league with 5.9 rebounds. This is a guy that you could bring in, and he potentially could battle for a starting spot day one. Uh, he doesn't have the ceiling that Malachi Branham does, in my opinion, but he does have the weapons right now to come in and help this roster. Well, that might be a good option for us, you know, to store. If we didn't have, if we got both, that would be awesome. <laughs> and this is all assuming that we do not trade on draft night, which I think is very, very likely. Uh, I keep hearing rumors and I keep hearing stuff swirl around about us trying to get inside the top five for Purdue guard Jaden Ivey, uh, which I, I love Jaden Ivey. I think he is a fantastic player. Should we trade up and get him? I, I, I would say yes, depending on what the price tag is. I'm a huge, huge Jaden Ivey fan. I honestly think Jaden Ivey is the best prospect in this draft. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think he's better than Chet Holmgren. I think he's better than Jabari Smith. I, I think Jaden Ivey is the best prospect in this draft. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, last night, huge battle for Lordo continues. And, you know, Lordo. Bryce, we, talked, we talked about this, how the tip, they needed this, this dub. They needed this win in order to even have a series. Uh, and they got it. Um, Tampa Bay wins six to two. They knocked Darcy Kemper out of the net, which was great for Tampa Bay. And then bye they bye. scored again. So good on Tampa Bay to, to get a dub. Um, they they looked like Tampa Bay um, a little bit more. Except by the second period, I was looking at this, this the shots on goal were in the in the twenties, and which is a lot better than they had I think I think in the previous couple of games they had only gotten to low 20s in the third period and I'm like that's not what Tampa Bay does so they needed this dub uh, we have a series and uh, no 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 we don't have a series yet Billy when oh, do really? series begin when do series begin when, when the home team loses home? yeah when the home team loses when the home team loses, hopefully, hopefully that won't be the next game though, because I want to see this go seven. <laughs> yeah, I want to see, I want to see this go seven. <laughs> All right, games and events tonight. Uh, Braves are back on the on the bump tonight with the Giants. Spencer Strider versus Di Sclafani. Sclafani. Di Sclafani. All right. That sounds like a type uh, of cleaning agent, doesn't it? Yeah. Hey, honey, pass me the Di Sclafani. I got to go clean the bathroom. Yep. That <laughs> first pitch is 720 tonight. Um, it's on so. TBS, so I'd assume it's also on Bally. But I have no idea. It's yeah, the first I, I've heard about it being on TBS. Me too. When's the last time we had a game? on? I didn't even know TBS carried regular season baseball games. I didn't either. Is that... Am, am I am I losing my mind? Because I don't remember TBS having a regular season baseball game in a while. But it's on. We have we have TBS uh, in the next <laughs> later this week. We have Fox and ESPN back to back. Boop boop. We, uh, because it's because it's yeah. The we, we got some big games. We got some big games this week. Yeah. But these are these are the games that you want. These are the games that people who were complaining about this win streak that the Braves just went on. That well, you didn't play anybody, blah blah blah. 
Bull crap. <laughs> well, guess what? We may not have played anybody, but we beat the teams that we were supposed to be. Look what happened with the Cubs. We were supposed to beat the Cubs, and we lost two of three from yeah. them. It's baseball. This happened. Billy, the last time I checked, the Rockies, the A's, the Pirates, and the Nationals were all MLB clubs. Is that is that still correct? Are they still all MLB clubs with MLB players? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, then, there, yeah. I don't – yeah, the people complaining about us beating quote-unquote bad teams – I don't. I, I cannot go into a rant about this because they do it in football too. And it's, <laughs> it's it's the it's the literally stupidest, most lazy, dumbest take on sports in the history of mankind. It is the I. I'm not going to go on a rant about it, but I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I'll say that. All right, let's get to another cup of coffee because I'm sure you and I both need one. Hundred percent, dude. All right, Golden State had their championship parade yesterday. And it was a little bit raucous. A little raucous. <laughs> it got a little crazy. Steph took a picture with a goat. Uh, Clay ran around, ran someone over, and uh, Draymond said they're back. Yeah, the goat thing was hilarious. Clay was, like, running to catch up with the bus and stumbled and just ran into this lady. She looked like she was fine. And Draymond said, Golden State Warriors are back. And my question to Clay is, when were they not? Like we know, the past couple of years they've dealt with injuries, but nobody—I don't think anybody has ever considered the Golden State Warriors n- not there because of talent. It's always just been injuries. Like Clay's been hurt, Steph's been hurt, Draymond can't do it all by himself. That was that was a little weird, but it did look like a good parade, man. It looked like they had a really good turnout. So, congrats my to them. My question, my question, was it the real trick? Was it the real Clay, or was or, or, it the was it a drone? the other Clay? No, the other play. What you saw this, right? No. You saw this, right? No. So there is a dude that looks like Clay Thompson that uh, got on the floor and was doing shoot around for like 10 minutes before they realized it wasn't him. Oh, that was the dude that got banned for life from the... <laughs> yes. yes, yes, I did see that. And the dude was like, <laughs> totally worth it. I was, I was like, dude, I did the same, exact same thing. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> If, if anybody hasn't seen a guy in France called Remy Gallard, go look him up. He does this exact same thing in soccer games. He sneaks into massive, massive soccer games over in Europe, wears what the team is warming up on and goes on the field and, like, takes free kicks and, like, warms up with the team. He even, before a massive soccer game one time, got a picture with the entire team, like, before the game started, before they caught him. He is – he's Good hilarious. Boy. Yeah. Remy Gallard is his name. If you have some extra time, go, go look him up on YouTube. He's funny. All right, four Braves currently projected as All-Stars. Um, is the real number higher or lower? I'm going to say higher, I think. I'd I be think shocked so if we only had four. Yeah, I'd be pretty shocked. I think Austin gets on there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Darno, um, Dansby, Freed, Wright. Maybe maybe Canley? Maybe, Jans- maybe, maybe Kenley Jansen gets on there? Maybe, uh, but you have to remember something, too. Who's the National League manager this year? Oh, it's Snit. There you go. I completely forgot yeah. about that. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this is what it feels like to be a winner. Uh, all right. Acuna, Acuna, Acuna's also got to get on there. I know, I know he was out for a couple months, but it's the All-Star game. You put the best players on there. Acuna's got to be on there. Yeah, I would love to hey, see him in, in the uh, home derby a- again. Can we make a big push for Michael Harris to get on there? I want a Zuna in the home run derby. 
I would love to see Ozuna in the home run derby because that dude mm. has got some insane power. He does. Or Matt, or Matt Olson. I don't want Acuna in there. Matt Olson, Matt Olson was in the home run derby last year. Yeah, he's in again this year. Boom, there we go. Braves. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Jesus. So I'm going to go over. All right. Going yeah, over me four. Too. Yeah, over four. New York Giants linebacker Justin Hilliard was suspended two games for violating the league's policy on performance-enhancing substances. Uh, and, could be worse. Uh, could be Desha- Deshaun Watson. It was really interesting because he said, I took my wife's medication and not my own. Man, what's his, what's his wife taking? My goodness. Uh, wife a bodybuilder? Don't know. That, uh, hmm, that makes that story even more interesting. <laughs> what's, now I'm even more curious as to what his wife has taken. Seattle Seahawks to give a two-year, $12 million extension to defensive tackle Brian Moan. Well, they, they had a lot of money to spend after getting rid of Russell Wilson, and they literally have no one else on that roster. So it makes sense. You know, give the defense some money. <laughs> <laughs> that bumps their they now have $350 million in salary cap and instead of 362 so good job Seattle Seahawks today in 1939 New York Yankees announced Luke Gehrig's retirement after doctors reveal he has the <laughs> ALS um, which is just awful freaking awful I've seen people with it it's just terrible and that, that is what they kind of nicknamed Luke Gehrig's disease, right? ALS, that's the yes. same thing? Okay, yes. that's, what, that's what I figured. Yep. Yeah. Sad. Sad day in baseball. Yeah. Bryce, you got anything else? I'm good, man. All right. For uh, Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day to everybody. Stay cool. It's supposed to be near 100 again today. Yeah, buddy. <sighs> <laughs> I know the boys are our boys are going to be having baseball practice tonight which is going to be interesting uh, but oh, for Bryce Sparling yeah for Bryce Sparling I'm Billy Lindahl <laughs> have a great day everybody we'll talk to you all tomorrow same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors <laughs>